Hello and welcome to Whispering Moon Tarot. All just fell, didn't it? Oh my goodness, it's so chilly outside. We just had a front come through and like rain all day yesterday. And right now it's just like pissing rain. All right, I'm wearing socks for the first time. <laughs> Since summer. Uh, I just made a, a hot cup of tea. It's my second. I always have a cup of tea every morning. Always. First thing in the morning, I put a cup of tea in my belly. Uh, it makes me feel better. I've always had a very upset stomach. Um, it runs in the family. Morning is like the worst. You know, uh, that's why it takes me a little time, a little bit of time to like be hungry and ready to eat something. I know you guys hear the stomach growling, but it's actually like, <laughs> it's actually a little sour. Like my stomach's always sour in the morning. Uh, like I said, the cup of tea helps me not be grumpy about it. But now I'm going to be drinking tea all day. It's fall. I'm going to have to go to the tea shop. Get some new tea. kind of excited about that. Uh, my favorite teas. I love jasmine tea. I, I drink just plain Lipton every day. Uh, I like green tea. If I have trouble sleeping, I'm totally a sleepy time tea drinker. Like, I'll go make a cup of sleepy time. I love... <laughs> I don't know why I'm going into this, but... Like, one of my favorite evening, like, late evenings... We eat early. Uh, when, when my son gets home from school, he's hungry. So he's like, has a little snack just to, like, you know tied him till I can, you know, get dinner made. Um, you know, we eat at five, five thirty every day. And, um, so I'm like always a little hungry around nine, you know what I mean? Cause this is, you know, it's four hours later or so. Anyway, my favorite snack with a cup of sleepy time tea is I like those club crackers and I like, like cherry jam. So I like put cherry jam on those club butter crackers and then <clears throat> I put a piece of Gouda cheese on top of that. Oh my god, it's like my favorite little snack. I love this. I need more. I need to write that down because I'm actually going to the store later. I need more cherry jam. I just used the last of it. Mm. But yeah, I'm not really a coffee drinker and I don't like pumpkin flavored things. So like I'm, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like I'm not into the whole, like I'll put on my, I'll put on my tight jeans and my boots and my vest, but I won't be drinking a pumpkin latte, but I'll have a cup of tea. Uh, so yeah, it's Libra season and Libra season is about appreciation. Libra is very artistic and, uh, again, appreciating beauty. Um, it's ruling planet is Venus, so of course, uh, you know, Libra is all about uh, beauty and appreciation and nature um, and those kind of things. <clears throat> but Libra is much, um, much more focused on, uh, on balance. In the end, Libra is all about balance. It's interesting because when you think about the balancing... <clears throat> you would imagine, it's, it's always confusing me because like when you think about mutable signs, uh, especially like visually, um, 
you know, there's like this aspect of movement, right? And you would think that Libra would be a muted, muted sign because it's the scales and there's movement within that. Like there's a lot of signs that there's no movement between uh, or, or split in half in some way, like a Gemini split in half, right? Um, excuse me. I'm <laughs> going down here on this little cup of tea. Um, you know, and so it's just interesting. It's interesting to me. You know, and how many signs do kind of carry a duality to them? You know what I mean? It's interesting. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about Libra. Again, Libra is very thoughtful, gracious, modest, artistic, affectionate, refined, sociable uh, sign. They can be vain and shallow, though, and a little reckless, but they do always want <clears throat> to come back to some kind of balance. They like to be peacemakers. They like the compromise. Um, Libra's seventh house, which is about marriage and partnerships. This could be in love or in uh, business. Anything that has to do with making an agreement would be under the sign of Libra. They're great problem solvers. They're great communicators. And they're quite a bit considered extroverts. In the tarot, it's the justice card, which is ultimately the karma card. Which is all about, you know, actions and consequences. Cause and effect. What's right. Making it right. Accepting responsibility. Tolerance. Patience. <laughs> Patience is tolerant. Uh, karma. <clears throat> kind of amazing concept and there I love that there's that meme that karma's like such a what is it how's it go oh fuck how's it go I can't remember it's just <laughs> I cannot retrieve that right now I don't know uh <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I have a really quick retrieval. And when it doesn't come up, I'm like, what the fuck? What's wrong with your brain? Oh, I don't know. What is karma? It's funny because, you know, you see people who, you know, there's always exceptions, right? And then there's always deception. Exceptions and deceptions, right? And those all get in the way. But we all, like, hold on to this, like... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't want to go over Gotta get back to afternoon recording. Uh, I just... <laughs> Even if I ate a piece of toast and a banana right now, it would still be making this much noise. Like, I feel like... My body's having a complete different conversation with you guys. You know what I mean? <sighs> this is slow. <laughs> a very slow episode today. 
Um, back to car. Like I, I'm wanting to talk about karma and like get into some. I just, but I just don't want to. <laughs> Gonna be honest, I just don't want to talk about karma. Um, you know, the justice card for me, you know, it, it it's a symbol of the legal system. It's a symbol of contracts. It's a sim, uh, symbol of, you know, agreements filed in the eyes of the court, right? Um, or God. And so it, there is this interesting concept um, that sometimes I work on, just that idea of. Um, you know, as above, so below. So if you make an agreement or a contract here, um, that contract would be held, you know, in a higher court, in a higher realm as well. Um, it's interesting. The one thing I do understand very, uh, very well from, uh, from my law experience, and I'm not going into that right now, uh, is that, um, There's always like a set standard. Like if we're gonna talk like about marriage and partnerships and divorce, again, the justice card uh, is an, uh, you know another card of divorce uh, within the tarot. Again, making it right. Um, there's an aspect where in the court, uh, whatever agreement was made is normally the standard. Okay, and so anytime you uh, go into a court scenario, whether you're the one uh, instigating it or, or not, or the one in, in the defense, um, in the defensive seat, right? Um, it's all about showing or proving the original agreement. There's a reason to change the original agreement. The judge will always, uh, again, back to the law, back to the agreement. The agreement is law. Like once you make an agreement between two people, it is a law between you two right? It's an official agreement. It, if it is broken, there are consequences, correct? So there is this aspect of really making, um, you really have to show uh, that things have changed. And I do this, uh, we just had this conversation, I think it was Woodpecker, um, I would think, I don't know, it was one of the last three I just recorded. Um, where we talk about how we get into relationships and how we get into agreements and how we get into situations, um, you know, due to our current circumstances. And then once those circumstances change, you do have an opportunity to renegotiate your contract, to, um, you know, to show proof that the contract no longer should be honored right there you know there is an aspect there that allows you to change if circumstances or again how the arrangement was originally built changes of course it's going to cost money and shit like that if we're talking about the real system i mean 250 an hour adds the fuck up um all the way around i mean especially when like you talk it takes them five minutes to read an email and then they're charging you for an hour they don't cut their rate you know what I mean there's like all sorts of crazy games within the legal system and it's so funny because I see our legal system in so many ways as corrupt and it is um one thing that you hear about especially in family court you hear lawyers say is um oh sooner or later 
uh, it all comes, it all comes out in the wash. Sooner or later, the right person wins. Blah 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 blah. No matter how it goes. Well, that's that's something. That's a placation statement. You know what I mean? Um, sadly, you know, when I went through the system, all I saw were other women struggling with the same situations um, that I was, and they weren't fair. <laughs> You know, um, but it's interesting because anytime you have a system that requires other people and their mental capacity, you know, that is where it all changes. And that is the one thing um, in the legal system. They, again, they're going to almost manhandle you to a point in which you give up. There is um, a tire them out mentality when it comes to the other side. So like the court itself is set up in a way in which it's like going through a ringer. And when you get out of the other side, you're exhausted and you never want to do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, people who've been through that system say, I never want to go through it again. And again, there is so much risk and recklessness within it. As soon as you hit those buttons, you're giving someone else the choice to over your entire fucking life. You know what I mean? It is like the hugest gamble. It really is. It has to be worth it. It has to be worth the fight. And the other end of it is the system's so fucked up that the casualties of those fights are horrific. No one's winning, especially the children, in that system. Like, I've been thinking about it since I've been through it. Like, like how would you, uh, how would you adjust this system? How would you... Uh, what would you do to this system to, again, to protect people, to uh, make it more fair, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know what I mean? And there's a lot, it's, there's interesting aspects of um, corrupted ideals, even within the system, because it originally was a male-dominated system, but women are coming in there now, and it's a when you're dealing with women um, that are in a male-dominated field, um, they play a different game. And so it's weird. It's a whole different, like, your set of assumptions does, will, not, will not work in that system. Again, because, because it is um, warped. And that's where we're, we're like that's where we're coming out of the reality here is our systems are so warped that they're creating more damage. But they're there standing because if we didn't have them what would we do? And they do do some good. Some. What I see is there needs to be an adjustment in the entire system. Not just the civil system, but 
in the criminal system as well. Both those systems are tied to one another um, and in a, in a weird way, okay? It's like you have the criminal and then the backup civil. Um, and that, you know, so if you, if, if you gamble and if you're gambling in the one system or trying to defend yourself in the one system, you could very easily find yourself in the second system as well. And a lot of people go through both systems, uh, you know, if they've been through something, whether it be, um, again, you know, a consequence of their own actions or a consequence of someone else's actions. And really, we live in a place and in a world where the victim is turned into the villain the moment they try to protect themselves, or the moment they stand up for themselves, or the moment they try to protect another. And then there's all these things that still stand in the system, like shame and guilt. You know, if you didn't live the perfect life your entire life, if you weren't closeted enough... You know what I mean? Uh, again, truth tellers are considered whistleblowers. Neither, you know, even in the system, uh, they're punished in some way. So, you know, there's this whole question of justice. What is justice? Who deserves justice? And that's why, like, we see so many unfair things and that whole idea of, you know, um, seeing good people go through things they shouldn't go through. And how do we deal with the emotional um, consequence of that? You know? And, uh, and again, nobody wants to be falsely accused. And that's why the system's there. The system's there, uh, again, to protect people that are being accused. <laughs> That's truly why the system was created by man. And again, anytime you have a system in which man rules it within it, then you have corruption. What is the karma of our justice system? That's another question. Like, if you looked at everybody and they had a car, like credit karma and they have a number, you know what I mean? Like, think about everybody having a karmic number. I bet it is close to your credit score. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> that probably goes into account, right? I, I think, a side, little side note, I think algorithms take in uh, your, like, personal algorithms. I think they take in everything. Side, side note like I'm like the algorithm game I'm like but what is what is all adding into this I'm like, I bet you fucking money they got access to your fucking credit scores now with the computer algorithms <laughs> like telltale signs and they add that you know I don't know sometimes I wonder where was I going it's back to karma yeah oh yes okay so everyone's got a number right it's the number of the beast it's your karmic number right how much karma do you owe you know what I mean? Debt is karma, too. So your debt would go into that karmic number. But how would that be offset? Like, if you looked, if everybody walked around and you saw 
their karma. And this would be the karma that you can't hide from. This would be the time uh, you betrayed someone, you told someone's secret, you gossiped meanly about someone. Um, <clears throat> you know, that time, what, did you steal something? You know what I mean? Or um, the time you were, you know, mean to someone that you shouldn't have been just because you were tired and upset or hungry or something like that. You know, or that time that you did, what, what did you do? Oh my God. Oh my God. What if that all got tallied? You know? And God's, and that's the idea, right? That's how we all go to sleep at night. Even though we've been unjustly wronged, like, oh, it's okay. Karma will take care of it in the end. I've seen some karmic payouts, they're interesting. going to others, right? How many people, and that's a whole other aspect too. It's like, I mean, it's the eye for an eye mentality and eye for an eye, like they say, will leave us all blind. So what is justice? It is an abstract concept in which nobody, uh, you know, nobody's getting it right. And that right there is our human error, our human flaw. But we know that it can't be cut and dry all the time either. Right? So that's why justice does her best. It's interesting. And Egyptian goddess of truth, the Mata, uh, she would have been considered their goddess of justice. And before you can go into the afterlife, you had to have your heart weighed. And a pure heart weighed just a little less than a feather. And when we talk about weighing a heart, what goes into that? How much does your heart weigh? Does it feel like it's made out of iron? Have you forgiven yourself for your wrongdoings or your anger at injustice and inequality? In the end, we can look outside of ourselves and we can be the judge, the jury, and the executioner for anybody else. But if you were sitting in your own courtroom, in your own subconscious, and you were the judge, and you were the journey jury, and you were the one on the bench. How would you judge yourself? How many people would give themselves the death penalty? what's interesting to me is that I would think the one thing I know about human nature is that those that hurt others 
and they don't have hearts. They truly don't. Extremely selfish people, they don't have hearts. How else can you explain their behavior? Anybody who knows what it means to have a heart, to have a heart that bleeds, to have a heart that breathes, to have a heart that burns. You know there's no denying that heart in your chest. Some people have them and some people don't. Some people bury them so deep within they're hard to find. Some people wear them on their sleeve. And like I said, I look around and sometimes I just think there's no way that person contains a heart or a soul. Are they the same? Do they even have anything to weigh? And so that is where it becomes difficult to deal with these goddesses of truth. Because if you have a heart, and even if you've done everything you could to be good, compassion itself, tears, are heavier than a feather. And I want to know whose heart doesn't contain tears. If they're your true empath. If they truly care. Is, a, is there any way a true heart could ever weigh as light as a feather? Are we all doomed? <laughs> Even the good ones. Just because they have bleeding hearts. How do you get a heart that is light as a feather? I don't know. Libra is, um, as far as the body goes, uh, Libra rules over the lower back the skin, the external sex organs, the bladder, ovaries, your kidneys, blood, basically your butt. <laughs> so if you're having, uh, you know, um, that is where this energy, I don't know. I mean, they say oh, everything is part of the body as above, so below, you know, we're all these inner workings, these clocks in our own way. This would be a good time to probably go see a chiropractor. Maybe go get a facial. What else? Work on your kidneys. Go get your blood test, right? Drink more water for your bladder. That's what this season, you know, would, uh, I guess that's what this season would want you to do. Oh, I don't know. I got into some weird. <laughs> that entire justice conversation there. I don't know. I went somewhere weird. Sorry about that. Oh. Okay.
like weird when you get like locked into weird parts of yourself. Get there. I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to do a little general over the entire Libra season for my listeners and I, and then I'm going to go through that situation deck per zodiac like I did uh, last time, and that way you can understand what the situation is between you and your different zodiac signs, or what the zodiac signs. Actually, well, I should. What I should do. What I should do. I don't. Sad embrace. Oh, sad embrace. It's a sad embrace. I'm going to have to read that from the book. From part I'm familiar with. Oh, it's coming out the gate with Six of Cups. Very sentimental soulmate energy. And judgment. Just got. shivers. Here comes the king of wands wanting to be very intimate. Yet moving on from emotions of the past to successfully returning with a secret. About broken heart and relationship and regret. Messages. I'm trapped in his mind and tower Okay, one last card. Queen of Pentacles. Very uh, selfish energy. Okay, let's just see what this sad embrace is about. And then we'll do this quick reading and then uh, I'll go through the situation. Loss is a part of life. Let go and allow time to heal. You may be entering a period where loss is a theme. Perhaps you're having to let go of a long-cherished dream. If so, take heart, for this ending may have been for your highest good. A better and more powerful dream will be realized in your life if you can accept the loss. Relationships based on faulty foundations are meant to end at this time. Oh, interesting. Let me just click back in a second. Um, disappointment is in Disappointment is a form of perception. If your expectations aren't met, a sense of loss arises. Along with sadness and grief, express these emotions. Tears are like healing rain that can restore life to a parched inner landscape. Growth is always assured. Whatever the loss, however great it is, let it go. And experience your feelings so that you may soon see what lies ahead. Yes, we just had the full moon in Pisces, in, in you know, in the sign of Virgo, um, sun sign of Virgo. So, um, this I didn't do a, a show. I was going to, but then my the time got away. I just you know I got in a car accident. I talk about it on Doc, um, and so my whole week just got like you know readjusted, and I didn't get it done. It was on the to do list, so I'm, I apologize. Uh, I do like to try to do those. I don't get on everyone, but uh, the season, uh, that full moon, again, was about releasing old relationships um, so that you can start new ones. Uh, that full moon was all about bringing in new energy 
um, and to um, solidify and and to start new relationships. I just I read a whole thing. I, f I forget an article on it, just with all the sets of everything that was going on. So it it, it this last energy, the, the energy we're actually currently still under, um, is all about embracing um, relationships or taking relationships that um, into different modes. You know what I mean? Into different statuses. Um, it means ending relationships that were not good for you and establishing new ones, possibly with people, uh, that you've been, um, that you've been, you know, investing with, um, you know, it's bringing that dream energy in. Um, now this reading right here is saying that, you know, there was some kind of sentimental call that you made. Uh, about this King of Wands, I'm going to call him that, that fuckboy energy, someone that you were really um, attracted to. Um, you know, you had this sentimental judgment when it came to this King of Wands and his intimacy. Um, but then something happened here and this energy was moved on from. And it might be because some kind of, when they returned, there was some kind of secret and again, the secret was heartbreaking. And then the relationship was completely regrettable. And there was some kind of messages here or some kind of action. I'm going to go with messages that left someone very trapped in their mind. And it completely changed their entire perspective on this very uh, selfish person in their life. So I don't know if it's asking you, like you know, at this point of time uh, to look, to release any of, uh, again, expectations that didn't come to fruition so that you can allow new things to grow. I'm being reminded that, like, sometimes we were like, I want a, like, I don't know, a hydrangea here. Well, the soil might not be right for the hydrangea. The light might not be right for the hydrangea. There might not be enough drainage there. And so have you been trying to plant something that is not fitting into the environment there? You know, it's a time. Yes, you had your heart set on what? On that. On this certain kind of person, on this certain kind of relationship possibly sentimentally from the past, someone from your childhood. But, you know, and it could be that you could be holding a standard of love from childhood. A, that kind of standard of love you're never going to achieve again because that's a first love feeling. You know, at this point you have age, wisdom. Love is different. Love is so much different than it was when you were hopped up on hormones at 15, 16, 17 years old, right? It is. But yet we still like live in this ideal of wanting that or having some kind of sentimental or expectation or even want and desire for that kind of person in your past to come back around. Again, you feel like you keep moving on from this um, successfully, but the secret is still extremely heartbreaking because ultimately it 
the relationship was regrettable. So I don't know if you have revisited. Um, a lot of people went back this last six months and revisited relationships of their past. Uh, it was a theme within the Zodiac. A lot of people were getting, you know, messaging X kind of energy, um, you know, that come back around again energy was really uh, potent this summer. So I don't know if you've gone through another cycle or if there's a part of you that just wants some kind of sad embrace. I don't know. Ultimately, what you saw here was that it was just a trap. You ended up just being trapped another selfish energy because of this sentimental uh, judgment call you made in some way I don't know that will have meaning to all of us I hope I hope that goes back and has meaning for me I don't know <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I hit for myself sometimes I don't most of the time I don't I don't know uh But it's weird, though, because some of these tarot readings take six months to fruition. I'm curious now. I've been doing this the year. I go back and listen like a year ago and see, see how they played out. That's what's great about this form. It's all there. Like, you can go back right now and, like, play a love reading from, you know, last September and see how it played out and see how my particular tarot translates for you. Because it translates different for everyone because it's open enough. Tarot is open enough to allow for everybody to take something from it. That's why this shit's so popular. Okay. Think about who you want to think about, what their zodiac sign is. Thank God for Facebook birthdays or we never know anybody's zodiac signs. <laughs> this is a great season uh, to date. Oh my God, you know what I mean? Uh, there's something that starts to get so cozy. This actually is, interestingly... Um, the season in which more cheating starts to happen. Um, it's actually st statistically this into winter, um, there is a, again, a rise in people cheating. Why, you wonder? Um, because people are able to hide more. Um, there's not as, like when you're in the summer, there's not as, uh, you can, you know, you can hide your body more. Um, but you're indoors and uh, it just, for some reason, for some reason, this is the time of cheating, which is amazing for me. Like you'd think it would be summer. You'd think it'd be, you know what I mean? Like you just don't think fall into winter would be the peak of cheating season. But it is. Like I said, they think it has to do with the fact that we kind of go into more hermit modes when the weather changes and people are home alone more. Um, again, we need more texting, more, um, you know, just like 
you know, no one gives a shit if someone's sitting. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You meet for coffees. I don't know why. I don't know why it is. Um, it, it, you know, my with my sociology background, part of me, like, you know, my brain's like, why? what would be all the reasons for that? You know what I mean? But... Uh, so it is, you know, again, it's dating, you know, it's a really great time to date, but you will have more issue because there will be a lot more cheaters out in the pool of uh, fall dating. So anyway, uh, think about your zodiac signs right now. And here we go. Aries, um, you are going to have some kind of uh, the current situation with your Aries is you're feeling kind of pulled towards them yet you feel like it's a trap and so it frustrates you so you're being pulled more towards uh kind of unexplainably uh towards your aries right now and it's, it's probably because they want to trap you or you feel like you're going to get trapped um in that okay uh, so aries are pulling people towards their traps right now watch out <laughs> tauruses so what's going on with our tauruses i should Set this intent for dating. So uh, if, you, if you're running into an Aries, they are going to use their magnetism to try to trap you. Well, okay, this, this is coming. <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I'm just working on this stuff as I go, guys. Your Taurus is going to ghost you um, and go out to a bar. That Taurus is going to ghost you, cut you off, and instead go out to a bar. Oh, my God. This is going somewhere. This is kind of cool reading. What about the Gemini? <laughs> what about the Gemini? Okay, yeah, something you're going to reconcile possibly with a Gemini. With this Gemini, you will come together. Oh, no, just to be trapped. It's a trap. Gemini is going to try to lure you in with some kind of reconciliation, some kind of like soul connection. Again, it's a trap. <laughs> Gemini is a trap. Cancer. Oh, there we go. They're all into gossip. They're going to, if you fuck them, they're going to tell everybody. Yeah. Forbid in there. Yeah. I, either A, your cancer here. Again, there's gossip, petty, jealous, envious, envy. Um, it's going to end up in tragedy or forbidden love. So the cancer could very easily be married. Um, again, forbidden love makes me think of married. Um, and they're into gossip or they're very petty in the end. And that is always something I should do that. Oh, my God. Um, you know, when relationships end, there's always retaliation and bullshit, right? That you go through. I should do a whole show on just like, how will this person like leave you? You know what I mean? Are they going to, uh, like smear you to everybody? Uh, are they going to try to make you jealous? Like how are they going to retaliate? Cause there's always, again, this balancing of the scale. Everybody feels like their egos. And that's again, back to that, like the true, like, personally, especially like civil court, it's all about ego. So really the justice system in that particular, it's about ego in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Okay. What's going on with our Leos? Your Leo wants to meet, but they are, they are meeting more than one person. Your Leo has, the Leo is toxic, poison, toxic, unhealthy behaviors. Um, and they're talking to m multiple people. 
okay, but they're toxic. But I mean, if it's toxic, there's a difference. Like, like you know, is it toxic dick or is it? You know what I mean? I don't know. Let's see here. Your Virgo again wants to trap you. Is frustrated. This could be. There could be trapped by thoughts of another person. Yeah, they're trapped in some kind of lust or desire. They're trapped in some kind of desire, probably for someone else. They're probably using you possibly to make this other person jealous, trapped, frustrated. Either that or they're completely sexually frustrated. Your Virgos could need, uh, your Virgos could be sexually frustrated right now. So they could feel trapped. Or, um, so they might just want sex. Okay, you can read that either way. Either they have desire for someone else that they're locked into, or they just are frustrated and want sex. Uh, Libra. I was thinking about doing journals for Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know if they're gonna happen. Okay, uh, your Libras are recalling a time. This might be someone that you've known from the past. They're reminiscing about the times that they were happy. So if you are looking into a Libra, they'll just want to sit there and talk about all the other times that they were happy. <laughs> this could be, um, again, that looks good. Libras look good this month for dating. Again, they're reminiscing uh, are returning to their own happiness right now, and they're having a magnetic quality. So Libra looks like a good sign for dating uh, this month. Scorpio. Uh, Scorpios are in a karmic relationship, um, and that might uh, they might be getting married. It says karmic third-party relationship lesson on the table is an offer, a proposal, or a commitment. So your Scorpio could be, um, to me, this is that idea of, oh, my God, they're in a, uh, you know, the moment they are in a committed relationship, they're out trying to find another. So there's a possibility that uh, your Scorpio is possibly in the middle of a breakup, or is trying to avoid commitment in some way with you, um, or they're in another relationship already, and it's all commit. It, there's it's you know there's some kind of offer there, so they could be uh, in a relationship. Your Scorpio, so vet your Scorpio, Sagittarius. Your Sagittarius wants to take a risk, wants to go out, nightlife. Yeah, they ha and they have uh, insatiable, uh, unquenchable thirst for something. So your Sagittarius could be drinking. Uh, that's a possibility. Uh, they could be enjoying the nightlife a lot. Uh, your Sagittarius might be out and about a little bit more. Game, gambling, taking a risk. Vegas, unquenchable want more. So nightlife, insatiable. Interesting. So your Sagittarius is wanting to get out has a need to get out. So that could be a good time. Your Sagittarius wants to go out and have a good time. Capricorn. 
your Capricorn is focused right now on their spiritual path. Uh, they are watching you and fascinated by you. Um, but it's more in a spiritual way. There's some kind of, they're watching for an awakening in some way. So your Capricorns are watching you. They're watching. They're fascinated because of ascension. Focused on ascension. So they could be more focused on uh, gaining uh, higher status in some way as well. I could read that that way. Your Aquarius feel threatened that they're going to be embarrassed. They don't want. They are, they feel like a clown, and that is why you don't. You're not going to hear anything from them. Complete non-silence, non-action. So your Aquarius, Aquarians feel threatened right now. They don't want to be embarrassed, and so they are in a completely silent, non-action mode. So they're your Aquarians don't want to look stupid, so they're going to either ghost you or they're, they're not going to contact you. So they're having insecurity issues right now, your Aquarians. Pisces. I like this. These situation cards are bringing out a few new reading styles. I like it. All right. Our Pisces, they're going through today. Today. Interesting. Uh, present now in the moment. The Pisces is in, going through a divorce and irreconcilable differences. Final. Today. That's the cards. So your Pisces right here in the moment is going through a breakup so they might need more time or they could be on a break so you might just be you know a rebound that's another thing today present moment now irreconcilable differences final divorce okay so that is kind of the overall for that um I don't want to pull one more card to finish this, but I don't know from which deck to do so. Oh, I'll use one of my, oh, that's this new deck. <laughs> this podcast just gives me the excuse to buy these decks. I do all this just so I can enjoy my deck collection. <laughs> all right. One of this, the work with your light oracle cards. Alright, working with your light. This is a, there is kind of like fall lighting, it's so cool. Alright, one card here. Is that it? Break the chains. Ancestral. Patterns, healing, rewiring for the future, and getting grounded. Empaths, highly sensitive, connect with nature. So regardless of what's going on in our outer worlds, our wants and desires for love, romance, connection, uh, being understood, uh, currently right now, we need to be working on breaking the chains and rewiring ourselves so that we can allow better uh, relationships to come in so that we don't repeat patterns so that we don't end up with a revolving karma 
right? Um, if you keep finding the same things happening to you, it's meaning you're asking for the same karma over and over and over again. If you're always being cheated on, what's going on? What's the car? Like, you know, it, where, what's, what is the pattern? And is it a certain type of person? Is it a certain type of behavior? Is it a certain type of, um, desire that you have? Like what, it, what is leading you into the same trap over and over and over again? That's why you need to get grounded um, and connect with nature. That way you're coming from more of a place of your own um, your own compass. You know, your heart, again, might not be as light as a feather, but your heart is magnetic. It is an electrical uh, device. It gives off its own magnetic field. It is truly your heart. It truly is your compass. I mean, yes, there's this aspect of hard that we see all around us, this physical plane we live in, right? But there is this whole energetic plane that we only feel. You feel it by getting, um, you know, uh, goosebumps, uh, you get it by, again, that breath of fall air, right? Um, experience, sensuality, senses. And so getting grounded is about, you know, following your own pull. And you have to be grounded to follow it. This is some of the last time you can get, especially in the Northern Hemisphere here in the United States, um, this is going to be some of the last barefoot grounding you can do unless you like to have your feet in snow. So make sure that you get out barefoot in some grass uh, before it gets too cold and do, uh, do a natural grounding. I'm still thinking, I've been still thinking, the other day I was driving and I was still thinking about them birds and how different it would feel to be grounded. You know, like what does being grounded to a bird means? Well, in some ways it's a rest for their arms, right? Uh, but in other ways, um, it's dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just see here. Are these in alphabetical order? I open up to the no page. <laughs> no, they're not, are they? <laughs> oh, they have to be in they are not in alphabetical and they don't and they're not numbered oh they're done by fucking sign okay uh, like triangle like who who puts a book together for you to look into and like these are all triangles <laughs> funny how tarot shit's done uh, you're being called to hear, heal your family line, free yourself from living a life of your ancestors. This means letting go of old patterns that came from your mother and father, healing trauma from the past that is not even yours, and observing old ways of being that no longer serve you. Yeah, why do you do that? Does it even make sense? Stop it, right? <laughs> get grounded. You're being called to get grounded to ensure that your luminous field is clear and your inner well is full. If you are not grounded, it is too easy to get swept into other people's energy and mistake it for your own. Your boundaries will become blurred as you are absorbing the energies around you and struggling to define 
what is their stuff and what is yours. Yes, at the end of the day, especially for empathic people, it's very difficult. You're around people, um, and then you come home, and then you you have these undescribable feelings. They can be happy, they can be sad, they can be like, I don't know why, but I feel like shit today. All of a sudden, um, you know, empaths do absorb other people's energy, and it is a way uh, in which to transmute it. You know, it's like being a trash collector. Oh, you want to get rid of that stuff? Okay, I'll take it and deal with it, right? But you still got to deal with it. Um, empaths are really, truly energy trash compactors. Um, and, then, and, you know, you can look at it that way, uh, especially if you do the read about them, that that's basically what they do, right? So it's really important uh, to understand that you do absorb energy of people around you. Uh, your cells aren't, like, made to store energy. They're made to make it, they're made to store it, they're made to use it. Uh, that is what a cell is. Um, you know, it's the whole powerhouse of the mitochondria, right? So, so remember that you are a very large battery and that you do Wi-Fi different things. Uh, so make sure that you are getting grounded. If you are around a lot of people all day and you come home and you have a difficult time sleeping or resting, you should start a cleansing ritual towards the end of the day. So let's say, I don't know what you do, whatever you do, there's people, you deal with them, right? You come home, but you normally start your day out by getting up, taking a shower, eating breakfast, getting your shit together, getting in your car and going, right? Um, well, now instead, Add a different mentality to that. Um, think about your cleansing ritual, like a shower or an evening bath, as a way of removing uh, their energy from your cells, your skin cells, so they don't absorb any deeper, giving you a harder time in your restful period, which is how you are uh, regenerating your own energy for tomorrow. So uh, think about that. If you've had a very hard day, um, you know, there are many things you can do. Um, again, going out grounding, putting your feet, uh, bare feet, and it could be anything, but you know, grass, sand. I mean, if it's too cold outside, you could have different, you know, whatever. Just make sure you feel your feet underneath you. That is what grounding is all about, is being able to feel the bottoms of your feet and feeling connected to the place that you stand knowing that you are here uh, and you are valid. Okay, there is a Sunday message. Uh, again, think about how to cleanse your energy. Um, going for a walk. Uh, a 30-minute walk in any kind of natural setting will completely cleanse your aura. Uh, so again, if you find yourself having, like, especially for moms, you work, you get home, you do dinner, you do homework, you put them in bed, you get ready and set for tomorrow. And then you lay there all night trying to, again, in some way, digest all this extra energy you've absorbed all day. Where right at the end there, you could go take a half hour walk in a pretty place or take a half hour bath, uh, restore your own field it's just like, again, it's like wiping the crumbs off the table. You know what I mean? Look at yourself at the end of the day. How many crumbs do you have on you from people? It's so weird now that COVID, I was uh, 
I went to go get a Wendy's the other day, and our Wendy's is being renovated, and they're actually closed their kitchen. So I was like, fuck. So uh, I went across to, this, uh, to a, um, uh, a stand, um, and I, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. Uh, I ended up getting a malt and uh, a sloppy joe. Why was I telling this story? Why was I just telling this story? Now I feel dumb. <laughs> I just lost it. I'm talking about getting people's energy. Uh, oh, crumbs. Yeah, crumbs. Exactly. That's my whole <laughs> Back to crumbs. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, that's what it was. COVID. So anyway, I got a buzzer. And so I'm sitting there holding the buzzer. My buzzer goes off and I go and I go to hand it to the woman and she's like, no. She like pulls back her hands and then throws out this basket. Just please put it in the basket. I'm like, okay. So I put it in the basket and I understood exactly what was happening because she was handing my, me my food and I was glad to see that. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, uh, she, you know, doesn't touch these things that people stand here and hold the entire time waiting for their fucking food and then I'm thinking did they clean them is that what it is you know what I mean but then the whole way home like I'm having this moment of I'm realizing like the moment like you're reminded that there's germs you feel germy you know what I mean like I got home and I had to wash my fucking hands like the last five minutes of my drive all I could think about is my hands feel grimy I need to wash my hands because like in that moment she made me realize that I have my own germs that I was <laughs> contaminated that buzzer with you know what I mean and then I'm sitting there like oh I touched the buzzer now there's germs on me that aren't my normal germs <laughs> too you know what I mean and but also having that recognition that you know you're germy we all have this shit on us but now think about that whole germ um mentality uh and you know your own culture um but imagine that energetically and so everybody you've talked to everybody you've had an exchange with has left you with a crumb or a mold spot on your field you know what I mean? Like, go cleanse those people from you. It will help a ton. It will help you have more restful sleep. It will help you feel more recharged in the morning. And we are going into our dark period. Um, people are more tired and they are more grumpy because we have less sunlight. So we're, you know, take care of yourselves, everybody. All right. And I'm done talking. All right. Bye.